Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Hey fam, it's Tony, and I just want to prepare your little hearts. This episode, oh my goodness, Christy Knuckles, woo, child. Christy in the episode said, we are worshipers, and we are all worshiping something, and we're really good at it. But sometimes, it's not always God that we're worshiping. We're replacing him with other things. And when we start to wrestle with this tension of worshiping when it hurts, we have to make sure that we're worshiping the right thing because we could even worship our trauma. Uh Uh-oh, hello, somebody. Okay, it's a really, really good episode. Christy has a brand new album that's out right now, y'all, that has really changed my life. Like, not even kidding you at all. She ain't paying me to say this. I don't care. This episode has changed my life. It's called This Is The Hour. Two of the songs that me and my family legit listen to every single day is Valor and a song called Home. Let me just tell you, man, it, it's changed my life. Y'all know I talk about resources all the time to help you heal and grow and get closer to God. This album is one of them, bro, I swear, okay? It's so, so, so good. You're gonna love this episode very, very much. Make sure you share it with somebody that you know and I'll see you in the episode. Well, we are here on the Still Coloring Podcast, and I am especially excited about this episode for so many reasons. Um, But one of the reasons is I've got Christy Knuckles on the podcast. And where have I been? Okay, I know where I was. I was in the club not listening to worship. That's the problem. And then when I came on over into the church um, and got to meet Christy at, oh man, like a family camp. And I was like flapping around on a horse with Lauren Chandler and Christy was there gliding <laughs> like an angel, like the gl- angel that she is. And I was, my body was broke in half from my horse, um, but I got to meet her whole family. And what's cool about that is before I ever heard a song by Christy Knuckles, I got to be with Christy Knuckles. And what an honor, obviously, that is, but also... I think it's beautiful that I got to see who she actually was. You know, oftentimes what happens is we see, you know, the stage presence first. We see the person, we see the gift first, and we don't get to sit with the anointing. And so I got to sit um, with Christy and her amazing husband and her kids. I mean, it was just a really beautiful, some of her kids, really beautiful time. And um, after that, I went on to If Gathering and saw Christy worship and then she released an album and recently and i was like oh let me give it a little let me give it a little gander and see what she's talking about okay cuz i didn't know <laughs> i i didn't know the legend of christy knuckles and i played it in my house and i weeped in my kitchen because first of all this album that we'll talk about um it's it's the perfect mix of this is my review it's the perfect mix of strong pleading with god and tender melodies it's like i don't it's like this great balance of just 
like you can get down because you know I come from the gospel words world and so you know we want we we like that powerful worship and it's that and it's also tender and so we listen to it every day in the house okay Mm -hmm. and my daughter I send Christy videos of my daughter literally spitting out the lyrics and recently I have allowed my son to hear your lullabies album and so I say all that to say um I'm excited to have you on the podcast today Christy because I am excited for my listeners and watchers to get to sit with the anointing before maybe they hear a song or maybe they have heard your songs and they're like, oh my gosh, the Christine Huggles. <laughs> and today they will get to meet the daughter of God behind the music. And that's really exciting, I think. And so how are you doing today, Christy? I am doing so well. Yay! Oh Thank you so much for having me and just, yeah, for the honor to mm. get to be a part of how God's using you and I love getting to know you. And Yay. It's just an honor. I love it. It's I'm just well. good stuff. Um, okay, Christy, we're in the series right now called Worshiping When It Hurts. And I think, you know, we could get it real twisted that when we worship on a Sunday morning, we're doing it out of just joy and just adoration. And all those things are so true and reverence for God. But oftentimes the depths of our true worship comes when it sucks a little bit, when it's just (laughs) when everything's falling apart. Right. And so I would love for you to talk about a time when worship wasn't about joy, but it was more about seeking a God that could rescue you. Can you share something with us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you can imagine, um, these songs, it's like the Lord has had me live them before I share them. And so often that, as you can imagine with any of us, you know, creating content or even just mothering or whatever it is the Lord has called us to in this season, it's like when we're able to kind of um, share that in an outward way, what God's doing in an inward way, it's like that comes with a lot of times struggle and hardship and pain. And sometimes there's just just seasons of that. And I've definitely been through layers of that in my adult life. Um, we We lost two babies before I had my first. And so there was this miscarriage journey of, and then kind of even like had some trouble getting pregnant for a little bit. And you know, just really being able to surrender in that place was um, so hard. But, you know, my goodness, I look back on what all the Lord taught me in that time in learning, like you said, um, to to worship Him in those like secret and hidden places when, you know, we're not shoulder to shoulder (laughs) with others and we're not tempted to go just here, which this is biblical to worship like this. Absolutely. Yep. But before we get there, I think that there is um, there's honesty in worship that we have to experience. I mean, my goodness, there's like 150 songs and poems right in the middle of the Bible that give us that permission to really cry out to God in the valley, in the hardship, in the suffering. Um, and it's called lament. And there's even a whole chapter on lament, lamentations, like that we get that Uh, permission to cry out to him. And I think, you know, it's interesting, like, I've found that if I'm too quick to do this and just like, praise God anyway, I'm going to dance anyway, I'm just going to declare this, which there's a time and a place for that. I find that if I 
if I don't go to the place of like being honest with God and crying out to Him about where I'm at, it'll come out sideways somewhere. <laughs> like that's gonna, you know what I mean? That, you'll leak. We're, we leak, right? Yep. And it's and I find that there's so much more sustainability for our faith and there's longevity in our walk with God when we start with that place of honesty. The permission that the Psalms even just give us, like to cry out and say, like I don't understand why you're allowing this you know i i think about a time that i you know imagine as a singer i mean even but just as a human but i i had experienced sudden sensory neural hearing loss which is um it is it's a you know it's a hard thing to explain scientifically but like it is instant and a lot of times it doesn't come back and wow. you know, I thought I had an ear infection, and I went uh -uh. in. This was like four years ago. I didn't have Nathan with me because I was just like, I'm gonna. I, I waited a little long. It was like over Christmas break, and I was like, I'd been on a tour. I got really sick, um, and I was just thinking, you know, like he's gonna give me antibiotics, and he's just like, you actually have sudden sudden sensory neural hearing loss, and he was like, about fifty percent recover from this, and I was just like, sitting there going like, what? I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> And so this was like a probably four or five month long ordeal for me. And you talk about like, I remember I would just have, I would have to get in the bathtub. That was the only way that I could like turn on the water and outdo the roar from the tinnitus or the tinnitus in my ears. And it was like literally every day I would get in the bathtub because that water could run and I could feel, I could not hear this rushing in my ears. Oh. Um, and that was where, my goodness, like the songs came back to me. Like <sighs> songs from my childhood, like started stirring in those waters. And it just brought about this, this intimacy with God. And I think that that is, that's truly like where the honesty takes us, where the surrender takes us. Um, where the remembrance, which is, you know, the full circle of lament is yeah. coming back around yep. to, you know, but the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. And so it's like, but that's where all that leads. When we're, when we're, you know, we take that permission that the Psalms give us to be honest. And then when we go there with surrender um, and, and it brings us to that place of remembrance and what it leads to ultimately and I and I even to the point where I sometimes look back on those seasons and I like I miss that intimacy with God in those times because it was just like I wasn't. It's like had my physical ears not have been broken in that season, my spiritual ears would not have heard what I heard in that season. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Because I was desperate. Yeah. I was so desperate to hear from Him. Oh, but I got an announcement for you that you are going to want to peel your ears open. It's going to be shocking because it's pretty shocking myself. I get to partner with my girls, Lisa Whittle and Jamie Ivey, for eight days as we explore the land of the Bible, y'all. We're going to be walking where Jesus walked. We're going to visit sites from scripture and experience the vibrant culture and enjoy laughter and community in the holy land. And here's what's crazy. It ain't just going to be the three of us because you are officially invited to come with me, Lisa Whittle, and Jamie Ivey to experience the Holy Land. Can you even believe it? Oh, my God. 
This special trip is open to men and women, young and old. And honestly, the company that we're going through, y'all, it's like high-end boutique experience. But even more than that, this trip is going to awaken your heart, your mind, and it's going to be so sacred, y'all. Me and Jamie and Lisa, we're going to be bringing some powerful teachings to you. We're going to grow deeper. Y'all know we're going to have a fun time, okay? It is going to be a party for Jesus, of course. And we're also going to embrace the hard and holy parts of our own stories. It's just going to be special. We're going to the Holy Land June 17th through the 25th, 2024. And I can't even describe how many cities, places we are going on this amazing journey. So what I want you to do is head to the website, premierisrael.com backslash holy land. Okay. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Premier Israel, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, Israel.com backslash Holy Land. All the details are there. Make sure you grab your tickets, y'all, because we can't take everybody and all your mom and them, okay? It's in a limited trip, high-end boutique, all the way to the Holy Land, and you're just not going to want to miss it. It's going to be the time of our lives. I know it, and Jesus is going to meet us there. PremierIsrael.com backslash Holy Land. See y'all there. This is so interesting, Christy, because I, I posted a video maybe about a month or so ago. And um, I was, I think I was on a podcast maybe or something when this idea stirred up in me um, to post this video because I've, I've been through so much trauma. My story, you know, includes sexual abuse and verbal abuse and drugs and alcohol and all the things. And um, there are some days that I remember when I was curled up in a ball, like, God, take the pain away. Like, you're going to have to do something, play a show up. And then there was a point that I think, like you, I missed that. Like, I missed that intimacy, that that pleading, that surrender. And I said in the video, like, I think I'd I'd go through those seasons again. Now, I wouldn't willingly choose that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I think I would embrace it differently because there's just nothing like falling and having someone there to catch you. And I, and I think I wanted to lean into this a little bit because, and I'm going to poke the bear a little bit, but oh well, this is my <laughs> podcast, I'm in charge. <laughs> I think we have people who are products of a faith and a religion that taught us all that we're just supposed to give joy and praise and yay, God's going to do it. It's okay just to spiritually bypass for lack of better words. And I think on the other side of spiritual bypassing and of not actually embracing lament and grief is deconstruction. Because I think you're so alone in your pain that you have now assumed and adopted the idea that there's not a savior. It's almost like it, vanishes the idea that there is a God that's coming after you to rescue you because if he was then these spiritual leaders wouldn't tell me to just be happy put a smile on and slap a little scripture on it right and I think when we give people the permission to say well Jesus why didn't you save my brother why didn't you save my daughter when you give him the permission to come into those spaces, I think that's when we start to see the greatest healing power of God. 
And I'm thinking about you, and I got all teary earlier. I'm just thinking about you in the bathroom running the water to physically drown out this ringing, roaring sound in your ears because it gave you peace. But you also knew that in the bathroom with you was a savior who wouldn't leave you there. And that, that's really good. I, I think some people, I think a generation needs to hear that. And I wonder, Christy, what you learned in those moments. What, I mean, at that point, you were already Christy Knuckles, right? Like you had already done so many things. Like what more could the Lord have taught you? Okay. You already got a seat in heaven, you know? But you're saying, no, this was just four years ago. And I still yeah. learned some things. What did you learn there? Yeah. And my goodness, there's even been some, there's been some time since then, I mean, <laughs> since those four years ago that yeah. I've been in those places of God, what are you doing? I do not understand this. Um, but I'm choosing right now to trust you. And I think like I was saying before, you know, the the when we choose that trust and surrender, and like you said, that in this moment, it's mystery, but I'm trusting that you are literally gonna you you've caught me. You're gonna catch me in in this what feels like absolute like I'm, you know, kind of jumping off of a cliff here. Um, surrender is is scary. I mean, especially in suffering. And I think because worship is so, it's intrinsic to who we are. Uh, we were we are worshipers. Uh, we're all worshiping something, and we're really good at it. Yeah, you know, that that's not always God, as we all know. And it's like, so that's intrinsic. That's like literally the fabric of who we are. So mm, you imagine how DNA. much the enemy comes after. Um, us as as worshipers, and I think that a part of that in suffering um, is that temptation to take offense at, at what God is allowing. And but it's like just past that, like you're saying, it's like just past that point of I'm choosing right now, Jesus, to not take offense. I'm choosing to trust that you have me. I'm choosing to, you know, literally, I, I think I said this about my hearing loss, like literally like lay the, you know, the ears of my soul against <laughs> your chest, like to oh. just hear what you, what your heart is saying right now. Like literally, like if my physical ears are broken, like help me hear spiritually, like what are you doing, God? And and I remember what has come out of that. And this is, like you said, I mean, on the other side of that offense, on the other side of when those those years of us just you know skipping the the honesty and the lament and the, the the choice you know to just trust him anyway when it doesn't make any sense, um, you know there's that deconstruction that can happen. Like I said, it was like it comes out sideways. Yeah, it, it's it's it, when yep. we skip that part, it comes out, and then there's just this fuse, and it can just snap like that as far as like our belief and our faith. And I think you know. That's where I'm learning just as we, you know, step into that mystery. You know, we want management, but 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 God, you know, He offers this mystery and it's so hard to trust in that. Oh. But I think um, you know, and there's a narrative like you're saying, like there's this temptation in our culture right now to literally even elevate the trauma above like you were saying before, like literally above what Jesus can heal Come and do on. in our lives. Yep. Um instead, but like 
I, I even recently, I think I've you've probably heard me tell the story of me being on the porch with the Lord only like last spring after another year of just physical stuff that I didn't know how to explain. I'm like, God, what are you doing? You've called me to these things, but I feel this blanket of actual like disability. Like some mornings I couldn't even like rise to do the basics. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? And I'll never forget, like before I could even say that to him, I was like, what do you want me to do? I heard in my heart of hearts, he's like this. <laughs> oh, he's like, this is what I want you to do right here. What we're doing, you crying out to me, you trusting me as your, as as my kid, you looking to me. And then I remember I just like, I sat there, I was on the porch for myself and I just said, okay, like I choose to trust you in this. And there was just this moment like that could only come from the Holy Spirit, literally like, and I think it is on the other, other side of the surrender. It's on the other side of not taking offense, supernatural, like strength and yeah. supernatural understanding and supernatural, yeah. really even love. In that moment, like I remember just saying like, okay, God, if you don't lift this, I love you. If you don't, if you don't lift Woo! this, like I choose you as the treasure. I choose you rather than like things turning out how I want, like I just choose you. And it was like in that moment, I don't know how to describe it, but it was just like, I saw him see me. Like I saw the God who sees, see me and in a way that like I hadn't since I was probably like seven, which is when I first gave him my heart. But there's just, there's moments like that in the mystery that are awaiting us. Um, oh. If we would, if we're just willing in those seasons of suffering to press beyond um, what we think is even rational and makes sense and to go there with him in that kind of like trust and int intimacy beyond just the song, like worshiping, yes, in song, but in spirit and truth of like just literally choosing to like renew our minds with what is true in that season. Hey, you guys, I'm just pausing the podcast real quick because one of the things that's super important to me is that we raise up a generation who can hold their real big feelings who can stare insecurity in the face and say, you do not get to run my life. And I think the only way for us to do that is to be able to look our babies in the eyes, our nieces and nephews, our small little cousins, our siblings in the eyes and tell them your feelings matter. So you may have seen this announcement already, but I just wanted to come on here and tell my podcast family that I have officially launched my very first kid's book. It's called Broken Crayon Still Color. Y'all, it's a story of a little girl named Avery, and she's processing through all these big feelings, and her little bitty crayon friends help her do it, y'all. It is beautiful. The book is intricately put together with kids in mind, but also it's practical. There's guidance there for parents and caregivers and grandmamas and aunties and all the people so they can help the kids in their lives process their big feelings and live a life on the offense and not the defense. Many of us are in counseling. Many of us are in deep community trying to figure out what happened when we were kids. Why didn't we address these things early on? And so I have prayerfully worked real hard to create something so good for your littles. There's even a color wheel in the back so that your kids could start processing how to name their feelings. It is just 
a real good resource. I want to encourage you right now, buy these books. Buy them for your kids. Buy them for your nieces and nephews, your little cousins and them. Buy it for kids that go to your schools. I mean, if you're a teacher, get it for your classroom. It's just a great resource. It's called Broken Crayons Still Color, and you can go to TonyJCollier.com backslash crayons to pick it up, or even Amazon, local bookstores, anywhere that books are sold. This cutie little book will be in there. I hope you get it. Love y'all. There's a few things that I love that you said that I just, the poor listener, I mean, I'm over here crying. They could probably hear my nose. I'm sniffling. Oh, my goodness. I'm weepy, too. I know. I'm so weepy. I get weepy when I'm around you, Christy. I don't know what it is. Mm. I just get all sad. And I love it. It's like, it's really holy. But I want, I want the, the listener to catch this. We want management, but God's really in the mystery. That's what he's offering up. And it is not this blind leading the blind that happens in the context of our world, right? It's not someone, say, you know, blindfolding you and saying, come on, let me woo you to a, you know, an engagement. It's it's God saying, I got this. I'm not leaving you in the mystery so that you can feel unprotected or unsafe. I'm covering you so that you don't have to worry about the future. Yeah. And I just wanted somebody to catch that real quick, Okay. Um, because I, I think we want to know, I, I think with people like me, who's got, you know, trauma and we've been hurt and betrayed by people, it control is like one of the weapons that we use to stay stable, to survive oftentimes. And when you're in relationship with God, and I mean, for me specifically, I can say this about myself, that's been one of the hardest things for me in my relationship with God. It's to say, he's got this and I don't have to because I'm like, I want to have everything so I can have control of everything so I can make sure it's all safe. And the biggest lie that the enemy has fed to me is that you're unprotected by God. And so the mystery becomes very hard for me. And so if you're listening to this or watching this and you're like, yeah, but I need to know, like, I, God, you need to get a little less vague here, brother. You know, like, I think it's a challenge to us to know that God is not, like the man who betrayed you. He's not like the woman who ruined your marriage. He's not the abusive leader that you served under. He is unfathomably good. And he is not leading you somewhere that's going to cause you harm. And I think it's in that daily walk with him and even in our remembrance that we start to embrace the mystery instead of running from it. Um, I just want somebody to hear that. I also wanted someone to hear a quote that you said, um, is as you, you said, as you face what was, what is and what is to come, you don't face it alone. Jesus promised his presence. And when we surrender to him, we find the courage we didn't know we had. I bet that in those seasons when you're on the porch and in the bathroom, I'm assuming you found some courage that you didn't know you had. And I think that's another benefit of surrender. What would you say to someone who is maybe looking for courage in this season and have been looking for it in all the wrong places? Well, if I just get a job that secures this, I'll have a little bit more courage. What would you say Mm. to them? Yeah. Well, you know, I think we have the tendency to, you know, 
pull ourselves up by our bootstraps every morning and just go like, okay, I got this. Uh-huh. And I've learned that yeah. courage, and even if we, if we use the word valor, which is one of the songs on the, the album, um, I've learned that that is not something that we can muster up on our own. Like true, um, actual, spiritual courage that will sustain us through this valley and in and, and this season that we're in. I've learned that it's supernatural. And, you know, that, that I know that's a big word. And that's good. Um, but what I've learned is that, uh, you know, our own strength, our own courage, our own love and patience, I mean, it all has a shelf life on its own, just in our own capacity, our own strength. And what I've, what I've learned though is, and even kind of as we've been saying before, of just this choice of, of surrender. Um, you know, I love to say even just like true peace and rest, and I mean like soul rest, not just physical Sabbath, but like soul rest, like like peace and security in your inner life with God. Like I always say, like trust plus surrender equals that kind of rest, that kind of peace. But I think it also equals that kind of courage. Um, it's it's that trusting him in the mystery, plus like actually literally like, um, you know, is it Romans 12? Like our spiritual act of worship is like, I offer you literally my body, like as a living sacrifice, like like it's um, my, my limbs, my body, like even if it's broken right now, I don't understand what you're doing. It's like, wow. I mean, I know that is so scary. Yeah. <laughs> To offer yourself in that way to yeah. this God that is, he's sometimes so very hard to understand. And he seems so, um, at times in our lives, you know, like we, with, like there's even a cavern between us and him. But really, he is, I've learned truly, I think there's even a song from the 80s, like he's as close as the mention of his name. Like literally, I've learned in like calling out his name. Like it's so, like what we see, sing and say, like even this goes back to worship, it's like it's so, powerful like what we choose to like say with and sing with our mouth in moments of like god i need that kind of courage i need how i need courage right now to face like this season i'm in i've learned that that confession with our mouth like literally just going like even if it is god i need if you are real show me that you're real i've seen god answer that prayers and that prayer in people's lives and like in a powerful way and sometimes it's just like Jesus have mercy, like whatever it is, but like that confession of our mouth um, and just saying like, even help me trust you right now. Like, God, I need your help to help me. (laughs) I need your help in trusting you right now. Please. And then like watching, like I said, that kind of courage is, is not of us. It is literally a strength that's not our own. And when we choose to trust Jesus with our life like that, we begin to find that we get his benefits like we get to stand in his love his strength his patience and his doesn't have a shelf life his is like endless i'll never forget that like two mornings after the porch the porch moment where i was crying out to god going like what do you want me to do help me. <laughs> um i literally remember saying like if i'm gonna die i'm really glad we're having this talk right now if i'm gonna see you face <laughs> the drama face, i'm <gasps> the glad drama. that we are like but um Two, two mornings later, I woke up at probably 4 a.m. I don't know if I've, I think I've probably told you this story, but like I heard the song Home. Literally, I I I woke up to it. Like he, it just like I heard myself sing Home, 
where mm. I belong, my home, where I can't go wrong, my home, when everything comes back together again, where my heart leans back into your arms. And what's the word? When my heart leans back into your arms. And the walls I build just fall. I can just fall. Everything comes. And everything comes back together back again because I'm home. Again. Like that came in the middle of the mm. night. And then I walk out the next morning out of that hotel. Like I literally wrote down the lyrics to that song in the middle of the night. That's never happened to me as a songwriter. Wow. And I walk out, I go straight into this this coffee place I love across the street. It's called Valor. And the Lord's like, and there's also a song called Valor. Oh. And, you know, but it was, it, and, you know, not long after that, like the Lord showed me the word content. And because, you know, as like, I think all of us now, we feel like we have to be content creators. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you feel like your Instagram, you have to be a content okay, creator. Okay, let me show what I'm making is <laughs> peanut butter and jelly today. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. the word content yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. However you relate that to your life, those of you listening, just like whatever content looks like. It could be just like you got to make peanut butter and jellies today. But it's like, it's like whatever that means to you. It's like the Lord was showing me the word content. And for some of us, it makes us sweat. It's like, oh, I don't, you know, the stuff you got to like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you got to go do. And, um, but he showed me, it's like, I've never seen, I've never noticed before that it's the same word as content. Surprise, y'all. Surprise. <laughs> and then the Lord was just like, he's like, don't you understand that I'm, I'm like him talking about himself. I'm the greatest content creator there is it's like the content will always come when you're content in in my heart and it's like i feel the same way it's just like the courage will come when we stay content in his heart the strength will come you know the love the patience it's like that that same it'll come from that place of overflow and i'm just like going on and on but oh i just I'm trying to even find the. I've been so deep. Here's the problem. Okay, I'm tender, Christy, because I've been so deeply impacted by this album. And for those of you that's like, say the album. How do I find? This is the hour. Okay. The album is called This is the Hour. Go look it up. It's all good. I, I think I'm, I could go two directions with this right now. I think what I feel God's saying in this moment um, is that I, I talk a lot about resources because I think that we need to be tethered, closely tethered to the source who is God. And I think he's also given us access to resources to help us while we're here on this earth, doing our best to be tethered to him. Yeah. And I always, I talk about books, I talk about podcasts, I, talk, I mean, I'm like courses, do this thing and blah, 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 blah. And I don't think I've ever been so passionate about songs as a resource as I am with this album, Christy. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, we just had back in March, I think early March, we were in Dallas, Texas, and you did this, you know, this kind of like album release situation. And I'm like, everyone needs to come to hear these songs. I'm rushing Jamie Ivy. I'm rushing all my friends. I'm like, come on, we gotta get, we gotta get there. We have to get there. And I mean, I am like the biggest advocate for this because I just haven't, I don't know. I just have, I'm not a musical person. I haven't been this passionate about music being such a resource, but I think that these words are holy. I really believe that. I believe these melodies come with healing. You don't, 
You don't wake up with God giving you a song that he didn't intend to use for his people. I, I re- He intended to heal people with home. And hopefully Jamie Ivey doesn't mind me saying this, but you, you, you started singing home and she is boohoo crying. I see out of my peripheral, like her eyelashes, she got little, the little fake eyelashes just flopping away because she is crying so hard. And I'm like, I told you. I sent it to like my group therapy group. I'm like, listen to this song. This song is healing. Listen to this song. And I knew it when I was cooking in the kitchen and my daughter was painting and she starts to sing the song like at eight years old and she's humming this melody. And I'm like, this is healing. I'm just, I cannot be, I think I'm the biggest fan. I'm the biggest fan. I'm the biggest advocate of This Is The Hour, the album, the song Valor. Oh, my gosh. I can hear it. I know it so well. I can literally hear it in the back of my mind right now. Um, And it's not at all because you are such an incredible singer. And it has everything to do with feeling the surrender of your voice coming through these lyrics i can't even explain it i can't so i just want people to know that because <sighs> you need to listen um chrissy if you were sitting across from someone at a little coffee shop maybe your favorite coffee shop um and they said chrissy i'm trying like i'm just trying it is a valley. I'm hurting. I'm trying my best. I just don't have the courage to worship an unseen, mysterious God. What would you tell them? Yeah, I think that um, I would say that the Lord can handle all that. Um, I've learned that He's okay with our questions. And I think for a season, He is okay with um are waiting and sometimes even in the silence. But I would say that, you know, sometimes I think we we overcomplicate things um, and that it is much more uh, simple than we imagine um, as far as like being able to uh, be in that place of of like finding that courage. And, and I think that like even I was saying, a minute ago, sometimes it really is just sitting in the quiet with him. And I remember in that season before that moment on the porch, um, I did a lot of that. It was uh, it was a lot of just I'm going to sit in the quiet with you, and I'm going to choose to at least just you know that's mm-hmm. that's so much of worship is just it's recognizing mm-hmm. the presence of God, and then that next step is responding. Mm. to the presence of God. And and really, I mean, I remember this changed my life when somebody said this to me. Um, it was when my mom, she's still really battling cancer, mm. and we almost lost her. That was the year that I led from, led if, yeah. like from home. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Because we, we thought we were going to lose her. And I'll never forget, I was at a church only a couple weeks after that. I was leading worship in the producer guy had heard me talk about my mom from the stage and he came he came back and he just said you know I want to encourage you he said my wife and I went through infertility for about seven years and he said we're finally having a baby boy and we're so excited he was like we're beside ourselves we're just like elated 
But he said, you know what? He was like, beyond this gift of this child, he said, what we really realized more than anything, and he's like, and this is what I want to encourage you with, and this is what I wanted to encourage those of you listening with. Um, he just said, you know, we learned that the greatest outcome is actually that he's with us. And he was like, you know, we kept just looking to the baby, the baby, the baby, like that is the outcome. But he was like, I'm so glad he let me see that actually the outcome and the treasure and the gift and the healing and the answer is just that he's with us. And so I think that's what I would say is just like, he's Mm. with you. He's with you. He's with you no matter how you're responding right now to the kind of the, like, I don't know if I have the courage. He's with you. He's with you. And so sometimes it might just be the first step is just sit in the quiet and just say, God, help me to just believe that you're with me, you know? And and like I, I've even just recently, like in one of the songs in the album, this is the chorus. It's like, what if actually, and this kind of holds up in scripture if you look, it's like, what if actually his presence is just his plan? Like, what if his presence is his plan for us? Like the grand plan for his people. If you think about, mm. you think about the Israelites, you think yep. about Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, and then he, and then the Holy Spirit came. It's just like the whole narrative from beginning to end is just like, I'm with you, you know? And that would be, I guess, what I would just want you to be encouraged with is like asking him for the, even just the belief to go like, okay, help me just even just recognize that. And then I think from that place, you'll get to the place of responding to the recognizing, you know what I mean? Um, But sometimes it just takes just sitting in the quiet and just going like, God, just help me know you're here, you know, Mm because he is, he is with you. Because he is. Christy, can you pray for us? Yes. Lord, thank you so much that you are so good that it was just in your plan all along that you wanted us to be your people and you wanted to be our God (laughs) to the point where you would give your precious only son as a sacrifice for us. And that thank you, Jesus, that your cross, your death, your resurrection life in us, Lord, it is our very courage. It is our valor to face whatever it is that is in front of us right now whatever's behind us, whatever we're sitting in, and even whatever's before us. That sometimes is the hardest thing to trust you with, what's to come. But Jesus, I pray in this hour that you would give us the courage, literally, to just sit and remember and be aware of your presence with us in these days, Lord. And I pray from that, Lord, that you would cause like um, our eyes and our ears to be open to you in a way that we have literally never seen or heard. I pray that our surrender, Lord, you would come and and act quickly upon that. Um, we thank you for how Jesus, like he came and he showed us um, how to do this. He was honest with you. Even in the garden, God, he was just like honest with you. And he surrendered to the point of death on a cross for us. And I pray, Lord, that we would um, have the courage in these days, Lord, to continue to just offer 
our lives, Lord, to not take offense, but to literally offer our lives to you as our spiritual act of worship, literally worship in the suffering, worship in the valley, to just say like, God, here I am. I, I'm scared to death, but just take take me, Lord, here I am. And I surrender to whatever it is that you have for me. And Lord, I just pray, I thank you that I've seen you. And this is what's so beautiful about us getting to walk together as believers. It's just like we get to like call back and go like, I've seen it. I've, I've seen him do this. Like he's been faithful in the surrender. Lord, I can look back on so many times and seasons of my life where you have been so quick to come to my rescue in that place of um, just opening my mouth and going like, okay, Lord, <laughs> I just, I surrender to you. And I just pray for those listening, Lord, that they would have the courage to just even just open their mouth to you today and just start crying out if that's what they need to do to start um, just thanking you. Even if they're seeing you starting to work, that they would be able to have the courage to just thank you and praise you in it. And that you would come quickly, Lord, and and show them your 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 power, your strength, your courage, Lord, in that moment that you would come quickly to their aid. You'd respond quickly to the surrender. And Jesus, we thank you. And we pray in these days that we would um, elevate you. You are already elevated above all, but we that in our lives that you would be on the highest place and that we would keep our eyes on you, Jesus. In your precious name, Jesus, mm. amen. 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 I didn't cry through the whole episode of <laughs> Oh, that was so good. I love you, Christy. Thanks so much for being here. I love you. Thank you for having me. Hey, fam. I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast. It's produced by me, your host, Tony Collier, and edited by Robert Elkins. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, lead pastor of Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics and beautiful things you see marketing the podcast are by my good friend, Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. And if you love listening to the podcast, let me just tell you right now, you're going to really love watching the episodes. Head on over to my YouTube channel at Tony J. Collier and check out the full episodes from top to bottom edited by my good friend, Kendall Patterson of Lovely House Media. And I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.